0: This is Laura Summer, the original Janine Melnitz on The Real Ghostbusters, and you're listening to the Frog Brothers Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to Water Cooler Cult with the Frog Rose Podcast. Tonight we're talking Book of Boba Fett, episode number five, The Return of the Mandalorian. Oh. 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 It's a pretty good episode, uh, mostly because... It's uh, something different, and this basically feels like a one-off episode. It was, this goes, is going to set us up pretty significantly, I think, for what we're going to see in the next Mandalorian series,
0: as well as the potential of Boba Fett going forward in the f- next episode of
1: Boba Fett shit. <laughs> yeah, when I saw it, I thought they're going to get him there, like working with Boba Fett much faster than they did, but. I actually really quite enjoyed this episode. There's lots of fun stuff in here. So we kind of see...
0: got ahead enjoy it.
1: Opens up in a meat market or a butcher plant, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what the hell's I going to call out. it a
0: meat factory.
1: Yeah, either way, it's fucking disgusting. Um, this is the only
0: time I've looked at this show, too, and really thought, I don't know what's up with this, but this CGI is not looking right. Um, you could tell that like all the curtains and stuff were actually hanging there. But, like, some of the walls just looked like, no, that's not there. That's That looks terrible. But it's the first time I've ever felt that way. Was that meeting. Yeah,
1: there's some things in there. Like, they try to make that room look too big, I think, right? Some of those things you didn't need to see. But usually that screen they use to shoot on works great.
0: And, of course, Mando walks in, and you're like, oh, okay.
1: Let's yeah, you hear a little music chime in right away at the very beginning, so we know exactly what's happening. Which, you know, they... End of the last episode on a cliffhanger with his theme. So it was like, okay, we knew exactly what we're getting. Yeah. As far as his appearance coming. Um, But Amanda walks in looking for a Cabo Bias. And, you know, this guy's in there sitting there like, that's not me.
0: Are these Uh, like dog people?
1: They look like it to me, yeah. Some of them look Um,
0: like fucking dogs. And they also look like um, the kangaroo people from Tank Girl.
1: They looked like live-action versions of some of the dog people from, um, like, DuckTales and uh, <gasps> Donald Duck Show, right? The way those dogs looked in the face. like Mom and way-
0: Dad saved the world. Yes, that too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fucking dog people that look, are basically like the Gamorrean guards, but with dog faces.
1: Yeah, no fur, which I thought was a little weird. I'm like, if you're going to make them look like dogs, at least put fur on them. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, and he tries to lie to him, basically, and he's like, nah, fuck off, it's you. And then he he, he delivers his classic, uh, you know, warm or cold line.
1: Yeah, and then he sets down that, you know, puck. Yeah. It out. He's like, yeah, this looks, you know, this is you. And then you forget, I wasn't even thinking that he had the fucking Darksaber, so when they start getting into that fight, I yeah, I mean the best part of spear, and I'm like, oh shit, he's gonna whoop some ass with that, and then he pulls that out. And just fucking goes to town, like slicing everybody up. But he fucks his own leg up with that dark saber when he's using it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's not really great at wielding it yet. So that comes up a little bit later on in there. But um, I love it when he fucking slices Cabo in half and fucking takes his head, walks yeah. out of there with it in a bag. And I'm like, oh shit, is he going to drag the body out of there? And I'm like, yeah, I guess you really only need the head to prove that they're dead. Yeah, I mean, there he is. <laughs> Why work hard? <laughs> work smart, not hard.
0: Right. And um, how he's basically just walking around in public, carrying her head in a bag.
1: I mean, that, yeah, and then he tells all the, the people out there, he's like, look, I left a lot of money on the table, I have no right to, um, but if you let me walk through, you go in there and take whatever you want. And obviously they're not idiots, so they let them clear by.
0: And much like our discussion in our Haunted by Tapes episode of Ghost Ship, I bet some of them went in there and, uh, I mean... As one of the characters in Ghost Ships said, <laughs> uh, you can't cheat with a dead body. It's not cheating.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> keep Alec away from your funeral homes, kid. <laughs> <laughs> hide your. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that, but yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh.
0: Hide your grandma. Hide your great great grandpa.
1: <laughs> yep, that's Alec for you. Um, yeah, so that Darksaber battle was pretty cool, but clearly he gets out of there and he starts heading down and he's limping, right? They really make it a very intentional point to show you how bad he's hurt from that. Yeah. So limping around, limping around. And they,
0: uh, Well, don't forget they have the theme song somewhere in here too, and it's basically both of them combined.
1: Yeah, which is pretty cool. That was a nice little touch there. Yeah.
0: Um, just... But yeah, like the big ring city is pretty interesting and cool. You're like, oh, you know.
1: Yeah, I did find that fascinating. It was something new that we hadn't really seen before in the universe, so I thought that was a nice, nice touch. You could see some of the sunlight coming through onto, look like a little green area as the area rotated. So
0: he's looking for info to find the substrata entrance, basically.
1: Uh huh. And he goes and he takes the head in, and it looks like he's going through some swanky kind of like nightclub. Goes in there and they're like, "Ah, oh, sit down and eat with us." He's like, "No, I don't got time for that." Yeah. So can either tell me that or. You know, so he's just being a smart-ass short to the point, mostly just because his leg's all fucked up. I feel yeah. like normally he would have sat down and entertained them, but he's so hurt he didn't want to just fucking lay there. And... Yeah. You <clears throat> know with all that?
0: So, so then, then he finds out where ride. it is.
1: Yeah, takes the elevator ride down, flips on his gadget so he can see the hidden Mandalore marks. Follows them.
0: Comes across the armor. Uh-huh. We haven't seen in a little while.
1: Yeah, it's been a long minute since we've seen the armor.
0: And uh, what's his face? Uh, Paz Visla as well is still there?
1: Yep. And so they don't really ask a lot of questions of him at first, which is interesting, I thought, but very much makes sense to the Mandalore and, you know, how the armor is with her typical, you know, she's very by the book. Yeah. So, Um, I mentioned that they're down to three in that group, including the Mandalorian.
0: Yeah, and I could tell right away when they are talking about the Darksaber and Paz was was the way he was looking at it, even though you can just... By looking, I mean his helmet was tilted towards the Darksaber. Like, he was already like, yeah, I'm going to take that, that's mine.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, she asks you know, about Grogu. Basically, he says, y'all, I've him to that, so his, he's completed his quest. And then they had a little conversation about the uh, Beskar spear, and the man, uh, or the armor is very anti spear material, right? She doesn't want that, so she's like, you know, that, that can be used to pierce our armor. This is Beskar should only be made to um, produce armor, not not weapons. So you're like, okay, whatever. But we get to see her start forging that. She asks him what he wants to do with it. Oh, it should be for a foundling.
0: Well, this is okay. b- before before that though. There's the the Clone Wars era flashback, and the the Terminator sequence.
1: Oh yeah, that last little bit of that sequence reminded me of the Terminator. But you see all those tie bombers going through and bombing the whole planet of Mandalore.
0: Yeah. And that's funny. He wants armor for Grogu. It looks like they're doing some sort of chainmail or something.
1: Yeah, they don't really say. I mean, it's very obviously that you don't want to have that big reveal yet. So,
0: yeah. Um, And they're doing some dark saber training.
1: Yeah, and she's saying he doesn't understand how to wield it, right? You just got to let it control you and not try to control it. Yeah. And he's still not grasping that concept. So,
0: Paz Visla is like, yo, bitch, that's mine. I challenge you to a duel.
1: Yeah, and that's pretty good. White
0: glove, and he slaps Mando.
1: Dinjarin, do you accept I do. And then they have their little back alley basement fight, very much uh, Empire Strikes Back in nature. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. I like the I like the aesthetic to that. I thought it was pretty good. And yeah. I like how no one died in the, the scene there, right? Basically it was like, look. Yeah. Here's what it is, but the armor knows something's up and calls him out on his bullshit. Have you ever taken off your helmet? Vizla's like no and then obviously din basically is like avoiding the question mm-hmm. he's like what could you say that again uh, And he's like uh oh yeah well i have well you're no longer allowed to be a mandalorian <laughs> and you know he's like well how you know I, I apologize wants to redeem himself and she basically says there's some way to do it on the planet of mandalore but the wells are dry or some shit right so you're like oh, okay so we'll see. I I got a feeling we're going to see something comes back to that later on. That things may not be the way they were perceived there.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens with all that. and I'm sure the third season of Mandalorian.
1: Oh, the other bit that's pretty interesting there, you get the whole dialogue about Bo-Katan. Um, and I didn't I think, find that
0: very interesting, but yeah.
1: Well, when you look <laughs> at it later on, you realize that's the only reason she asks about the helmet because had they not had that conversation earlier, she wouldn't have asked him if he'd ever taken his helmet off because she knows that Bo-Katan does hmm. and has a different philosophy. So that's the only reason why that they have that conversation at the end. So since she knows he's found them, she's suspicious of what he's done and basically calls him on it. So Yeah,
0: I'm with Bo-Katan on this one. Fuck it. That's stupid.
1: Yeah. Who cares? Especially for your foundlings now, so you're just trying to get anyone in your clan that you can. Um... Then he's going to take this casual fucking flight to Tatooine, which is like, okay, it's like a commercial flight. Droid security's like, uh, you can't board that. He's like, well, it's for my religion, which I thought that was a pretty funny line. Yeah. Oh, good. And then he unloads all these fucking weapons. They let him keep his jet pack, though, which I found interesting because it's taken up an extra seat when he's sitting there.
0: Yeah. I wonder if he had to pay for an extra seat for that. Um, he lands in Tatooine and then, uh, What's the What's the woman's name from, that old woman?
1: I forget her name, but she's great. She's like so lively and energetic, and she. I feel she- like she
0: talks just a little too much for my taste. I mean, I get that that's her character, but like it just I do get genuinely annoyed.
1: Yeah. No, I feel you. Um.
0: But then she's like, "Oh, here's here's that ship," and for a second, you're like, "Is that a fucking pod racer?"
1: That's what I was trying
0: try to Thank give you. this motherfucker a pod racer. And she whips it off, and you're like,
1: oh, it's a Naboo Starfighter. Oh. Starfighter from Naboo. I'm hard. She really gives us a lot of key pieces of information in there, because she's got to sell him on it, right? Because he already paid her. The nice lady who paid us in advance before she became a dog, and he's he's hung up on wanting another Razor Crest, which I got a feeling we're going to see him get eventually, and we'll keep that and this jet, right? Different purposes, because my... Immediately when Fucking I see it, yeah, immediately when I see this, I'm like, okay, this is great for combat, but this is not great for carrying around bounty. Right. right. Was I was thinking that
0: might it? be the only reason she took the astromech joint out, so you could maybe put one person back there, but, like, still.
1: Yeah, but then she shows it like it's modified equipment, and then I love the Jawa stuff there, right? The Jawas are basically, you know, we find out that they basically will will kind of barter with her, right? She's like, yeah, i let them dig through my trash. And, you know, if I give them a wish list, they'll kind of go out and try to find stuff for me. And I love how they make it a point to let Din know already right now about the pikes up on the planet, right? She's basically like, oh, yeah, um, how, where'd you get it? You know, that piece, that last piece the Jawas bring in. Yeah. She's like, do you really want to know? Yeah, so she asked, and they said, yeah, we stole it from some pikes while they're refueling. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was important. And then she goes on her little speech about how the pikes are fucking everything up on here and like, you know, there's some turmoil ruin. so.
0: Oh, <laughs> Rancors. Yeah, I like Rancors. <laughs> Every time we see Pike, I think of Pikeys and I my brain immediately connects and fuses the
1: universes together. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so then you get to see this whole little montage of them rebuilding the ship and working together which was a little drawn out. It was kind of, it felt, some of it kind of felt like filler, but you just kind of, you see that he's falling in love with the ship is basically what they're telling you. You know, he's starting to appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. And I like how they got rid of the yellow on it, right? You know, they just kept enough of it to be, you know, whatever, just to, just to be noticeable enough. I kind the- of hope they do something to it a little more colorful, but it's still fine. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, but his color scheme just seems to be very plain. I know, but I'm I'm over that too. I'm
0: like, God damn it! Can we give this guy some fucking color? I don't
1: know. Yeah, I don't know. We might, we may eventually go there. Um, so then he goes through Beggars Canyon, right? We get to see a womp Rat land there and get disturbed by it, and write
0: more pod racing looking scenes too through the canyons there.
1: Yep, and the only reason the Beggars Canyons of note is, you know, obviously Luke's like, oh, I flew my T sixteen Skyhopper and shooting womp Rats there back when he's blowing up the Death Star, right? I was That's say, and what... Rogue Squadron, there's lots of like little bits
0: of that that i'm recalling in my brain as i watch this episode because mm-hmm. if you entered a cheat code you could fly a naboo starfighter and i still have yes. that so when i load up my n64 rogue squadron hit i can fly the naboo starfighter in levels and i'm like ah this is dope
1: hell yeah yeah because that was one of those cheat codes that they didn't release until after or around the movie came yeah. out so it was already already there like ah, we're planning ahead um, so then he goes, way without, too much, right? I'm going
0: to tell you right now, there's too much bullshit jargon between them. We got to put up the compressor up the fucking valve crankshaft modulator ass cock, like way too much to the point where I was like, just fuck off. You, you should know better.
1: Yeah. That scene should have been more of a montage and just kind of getting them through rebuilding that. And it was way more drawn out than it needed to be. Especially for a series that's only got a few episodes left that really needs to have some sort of finale that's going to make sense to where things are going, right?
0: I will say the interaction with the New Republic was pretty cringy.
1: Yeah, they brought that same character back again. They're like, yeah, they're
0: like space cops. And I'm like, no, fuck off. I get what you're saying here, but, like, fuck off with that. That's a little dumb.
1: Well, and why would the same New Republic X-Wing fighter pilot be... Over by Tatooine now, you know that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense for a lot of reasons. Yeah, like Not I don't that... mind. I don't mind seeing you slowly set up that the New Republic is there to try to set order, but I didn't need that scene either.
0: No, I mean even seeing them there wouldn't be bad, except you made them exactly like cops. You borderline made them acting like the Empire.
1: Yes. Like, so... you wanna, like you want to keep flying, or you want to go do paperwork all day?
0: Yeah, it's weird.
1: Yeah um and then he uses that booster that they went out of their way to tell us about just to do this like one little thing at the end of this episode and you're like please you're gonna have to use it for more than that because
0: well obviously he's gonna use it for more than that
1: but, but like i don't even need to see him use it yet like i don't even care about i that. mean
0: come on come on you know they showed off the one thing in boba fett's ship the and now they're using it out the fucking ass so if anything prepare yourself for lots of references to this sub-hyper driver, whatever the fuck it was.
1: For sure. And, um, and Back down there and lands and then says, someone showed up looking for you. She's here. But we closed the security gates, and then obviously Fennec Shan is like, look, what's up, dude? And then, yeah. And then she offers Din money. She's like, yeah, he's looking for it. He's like, no, it's on the house, but I got to do something first.
0: I gotta go see a little friend or something. He says, "Visit a friend."
1: So, are we gonna see Grogu in the next episode? What I was come back. What I was thinking with that is, we're not gonna see Grogu until the Mandalorian season three, and we're gonna have this little bit of time filled in with that episode one, probably or something like that. But I think next time we see him, he'll already be back from his adventure.
0: The last episode, The last episode's the next one, am I correct?
1: I've heard there was six, and I've heard there was seven, so I don't know.
0: Either way, I don't see them taking Mandalorian out for an episode now. I feel like they're going to find some reason that he doesn't get to go see Grogu right away, and he'll just do it after this or something.
1: Could be. I just meant that like, when we'd see him, he'd already be back on Tatooine after seeing Grogu. So
0: He's already on Tatooine, is my point, though.
1: Yeah. And yeah, she already asked ready. him to
0: help, so... He would have to leave, and that would... I'm saying I don't think that's going to happen.
1: I don't know, but I'm also starting to get the feeling that season one of the Book of Boba Fett's not really going to have a big, dramatic ending to this war. This war that's building up or whatever I feel like is going to come through some of these other series.
0: (laughs) I mean, I think the Pike thing is going to end for sure. Hmm. Because it's not big enough. Like, the Pike on... Tatooine. Then there'll be a larger syndicate that's kind of in charge of them that's like, hey, like, they took notice of that, and that'll be the thing.
1: Yeah, very well, I just don't feel like we're gonna get far enough in with this if there's only one or two episodes left. Because for them to take a whole episode and dedicate it to The Mandalorian himself, it seems a little seems a little off-put, right? So, not that I didn't like the episode, I loved it, but and it's one of the best episodes of the series so far, which is kind of crazy.
0: I'm just, yeah, like everyone, it's a little too much fucking sand. I hate sand.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just too much there yet, right? And then, like I said last time, man, when we have the uh, Obi-Wan series, right? There's just gonna be so much of this. And, uh... Hopefully gonna, he some... goes into
0: space for some shit, like...
1: Yeah, hopefully they find a way to make that compelling. You know, make that a story that I need to hear.
0: Maybe he's like, you know, I need to get some alien pussy and... I'm going to get off this planet for a while. Yeah, could be. I guess he doesn't have to go off planet to get alien pussy, though, so maybe he has to have some bigger cause.
1: I mean, he's got his nice little hut over there, so, I mean, it doesn't look like a bad place.
0: Well, I'm saying he could easily go into one of those towns that's a wretched hive of scum and villainy and find somebody to pull on his wanker till it squirts. (laughs) I mean, suck on it or put it in one of many holes that these aliens
1: might have. I don't know. It just reminds me of that Jurassic Park meme you sent where um, he's like, yeah, the nose hole is great when they're tranquilized.
0: It's fucked up. I don't know why, but if you're in Jurassic Park uh, raptor posting, I believe they yeah, are.
1: I it, saw it in there and I saw you send it. So,
0: But there's about 400 memes of it now of all yeah. sorts of cum dripping out of dinosaurs' noses and people being like, I just fucked this dinosaur's nostrils. Oh, that's weird. some or, a variation or another. I don't know why. It's just one of those meme trends, but it's specific to a group, which that happens. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, well, that's about uh, it for Bookable Fit. That's yeah, episode five. Let us know what you thought. And we'll see you next week for episode six. See you later.